normally, normally what I would do, see, I, I couldn't even laugh at that one. Anyway, normally what I do at this time of the year is I would do a recap of the year. The highs, the lows, the, the, the dreams, how we went, whether we got there, all that kind of stuff. But I really felt, as I prayed about today, to take a different approach. And um, that's why I'm confident that God wants to speak to us today. Because I heard him pretty clearly on it. And so I felt that we should start wherever we are, whether you're in Tuaco, online, chapel, and here, Rukura, or whether you're you know, online, anywhere in the globe, we should start by saying thank you. And give God thanks for the year. Now that's not saying it's been an easy year, is it? But we still give him thanks in all th- or for all things. No, in all things, not for all things, but in all things, we give him thanks. So why don't we just thank him? Right where you are, wherever you are, let's take a moment to thank him. Go. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. I thank you that we've made it this far. I thank you, Lord, that you are sovereign. I thank you for your provision. I thank you for your family. I thank you for health. I thank you for what you're doing, that you're touching people's lives. Lord, I thank you this year that we've seen people come into the kingdom. I thank you that this year we've seen people baptized, and we're going to see more tonight, baptized. I thank you, Lord, that lives have been changed, that um, the kingdom has been advanced, that mission and vision have been advanced. So we give you thanks at the end of the year. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. But above all, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you are. So this isn't really a Christmas message, because that's next week. But again, I want to invite you to breathe. Just breathe. Just stop for a moment and put things back where they need to be. And breathe. Go on, in and out, slowly. Just become attentional about your breathing. Breathe in. Breathe out. Feels good, eh? Do it again. Breathe in. Breathe out. Now just stop. Yeah, stop breathing. Just stop. How long can you stop for? We'll see. Last man or woman standing wins. Or sitting, in this case. You can't stop for long, can you? You just can't. You've got to breathe. When you breathe... It, the oxygen, I'm not a doctor, but the oxygen, it sucks oxygen into your, into your body and it goes all around your body and it keeps you alive. That's what breathing does. It keeps you alive. It keeps you going. We know that no breath, no life. Yeah? No breath, no life. We started this year with the theme of ascend as we went into our conference. And I love that theme because it was an invitation from God to ascend. It says, come through this portal, so to speak, and see what I see, what Jan was saying. See what I see. See what's happening in the spirit realm. Come and see. But I found to do that, we need to breathe. We actually need to slow down. We need to get on God's page. We need to appreciate what he's doing and just breathe a little. Our friends in India, when somebody dies, they say they have expired. That's what they say. Oh, they've expired. 
That doesn't mean just they're past their use-by date, which is kind of obvious, but, but it means they've expired. The breath has left them. The breath has left them. So when the breath leaves them, strength leaves them. My message is called breathe, but I'm really talking about strength. Because when we breathe properly, it impacts our whole being. My watch even reminds me to breathe. It comes up and says, have you breathed? Have you, you know, stop and breathe for a minute, consciously, and think about it because it's good for you to breathe. I did um, some research on breathing, and poor breathing impacts all sorts of things in your world. Poor breathing can cause anything from going to the bathroom too often. True. If that's you, just breathe. To anxiety, simply by not breathing right. On the other hand, proper breathing impacts your whole body as well. It can, it can cause anything, improvements in everything from thinking to digestion. Just because we breathe right and we breathe correctly. I, um, it makes me stop and just think, God breathed life into me. God breathed life into you. The power of breath, the strength of breath is actually incredible. And this morning, if there's a prophetic word I'm carrying for you, it's breathe. It's breathe. Be aware of the God. If we go to Genesis chapter 2 and from verse 5, it says this, Neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered the land. Then the Lord formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, and the man became a living person. It's a powerful scripture. I don't know if you picked it up at the start. God made us for work. He made us for work. He made us for partnership with him. That's why he created us. It goes on a little bit further, doesn't it? And then it says, he formed us. Isn't it fascinating that everything else in creation he's spoken into being? But when it came to people, he formed us. In other words, right from the very beginning, before man was even created, God had intended that people, that humanity and God would partner together for kingdom purpose. That was the work. Cultivate the earth, it says, to, to, to take uh, dominion over the planet, that we would work together. But it's an intimate relationship. He didn't just say, go, good luck. It was intimate. He formed us. That's amazing. Then once he had formed us out of the dirt, he breathed life. That's what sets us apart from everything else living on this planet, is God breathed life into us. The word napah, he breathed or he blew life into you. Wherever you are this morning, whatever campus you're at, whether you're online, God breathed life and he blew life into you. That's what he did. It says um, in verse 7 there that he breathed the breath of life. So he breathed or he blew, that's napah, sama, which means breathe 
of God or breath of man or spirit of man. So he breathed or blew the spirit of man into you. That is a divine thing. You're more than just a piece of formed dirt. You are a carrier of the presence, the power of God, the life-giving spirit of God. That's what makes you a living being. That's what sets you apart. And so we breathe because he blew breath into us. We breathe. We're unique. We're strong. Why am I talking like this this morning? Because you know, our theme all year has been back to the future, back to Pentecost, reclaim the, early, the DNA of the early church. So if I go to John chapter 19, it says this, that Sunday, this is after Jesus has been crucified, he's about to appear to the disciples again. It says, that Sunday evening... The disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. That would freak you out somewhat, wouldn't it? And he says, peace be with you. You would need that. If Jesus turned up here now, that would be an appropriate thing to say. Peace be with you, he said. As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. Then he, uh, they were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I find it fascinating that the completion of creation, God breathed life into us. At the birth of the church, Jesus breathed the Spirit on us, the church. He breathed. There is power in the breath of God. There is strength in the breath of God. The breath of God is so powerful. If you go back a chapter to John 19 and verse 30, when Jesus uh, was on the cross and he died, he says he surrendered his spirit. And at that point, what did he do? He breathed out. I guess. I wasn't there. He breathed out. And the strength left him. There's incredible power. In breath, and breath of God. Breath equals strength. Many of us have had the, the, the breath knocked out of us this year. Can we just call it without being moany or whingy? Let's just call it for what it is. It's been a tough year. Most people have struggled in some way, shape, or form. I can see you all nodding. Most people have struggled in some way this year. The pressure's been on, the heat's been on, decisions have been made that we don't or do agree with, whatever you, it doesn't matter what those are, the heat has been on and it's caused impact, it's, called the, it's caused literally the breath to be knocked out of people. And so we can stagger out of the year, but I don't believe that's what God's asking for us. I, I, I think he's saying, okay, stop, it's been a tough year, he doesn't just dismiss that. But he says, we can fix you now. We can repair you. We can strengthen you. If you allow me to breathe on you, wherever you are. He's not bound by time nor space. You'll be watching this in a car. You can be watching this in Russia, in Germany, in Italy. It doesn't matter where you are. Allow God to breathe on you in this moment to strengthen you. Because that's what I believe he wants to do today. I think actually when he breathes on us, it looks like, or when we breathe in him and the spirit, it looks like praise, worship, the word meditation. That's what it looks like. You still yourself. Praise. 
give him thanks. You know when you're running? If you're not breathing right, running's really, really hard work, isn't it? If you've ever run in your life, if, if you go for a run and you can't get your breathing rhythm right, you just struggle. But the second you click into the right rhythm with your breathing, things get easier because there's so much power in breathing right. And we just need to allow ourselves today to breathe in God. Job 33, 4 says, For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. I love that. Job 32, 8. But there is a spirit within people, the breath of the Almighty within them that makes them intelligent. The word for breath is ruach. It's a Hebrew word, ruach, and it literally means wind, breath, or spirit. The breath of life, the wind of, the, of God, the wind of God, the spirit of God in us literally gives me light. In Isaiah 11, 2, it said, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, talking of Jesus, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. The word spirit all the way through is ruach. The wind, the breath of God will rest on him. Well, friends, the breath of God is in us too. Because that's what gives us life. That's what causes us to be human, is the breath of God. That's great news. That's fantastic news. We need to be aware of that as we go into a new year. Zechariah 4, 6. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. Is, uh, it is not by force, nor by strength, but by my spirit, ruach, by my breath. By my wind, says the Lord of heaven's armies. In other words, our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's against powers and spirits. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing that we're involved in. And then just as the breath of God gives strength so to, to our body physically, it also gives strength to our spirit, to our soul. That's why we need to stop and breathe and be aware as we breathe. I don't know, I can stop. And I might be breathing physically, but I can very easily, by faith, be breathing spiritually. Father, I am breathing in something of your substance, your peace, your love, your strength, your endurance, your patience, your kindness, by faith, in the Spirit. This morning, wherever you are, Breathe. Breathe. Allow him to strengthen you. I want to make this so simple for you this morning. Can I have the... Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a mudguard off a car, just in case you're wondering. Except it's seen better days, hasn't it? It's seen much better days. The problem is, with a panel off a car like this, it's designed in a certain way to be strong. But as soon as the shape is altered, the strength goes. As soon as it's been knocked, the breath has been knocked out of it, so to speak, the strength changes. So we have a choice at this point of time. 
I could get out some filler, known as bog, some filler, and I could just plaster this full, this damage. I could plaster it full of filler, and after some time, I could make it look cosmetically acceptable to you. You wouldn't know it was damaged underneath because I've filled it up, I've painted it again, I've made it look nice. But the truth of the matter is it's lost its strength because I did nothing to repair the strength of the panel. Many of us live life like this. Something happens, we go through a tough patch, and instead of stopping and allowing and getting in the presence of God and allowing him to mend us properly, we just fill it, plaster on, cover up. And the problem is that looks really good, maybe, until the next time that it's a tough time or it's an accident or something, there's no strength there. So all the facade that made it look nice will just fall out. And not only will it fall out, but it's not going to do what it was designed to do because it's not got that strength. It's going to buckle worse. It's going to break worse. It's going to damage worse because it's no longer got that strength and rigidity that it was designed to have. You and I are designed to have a strength in us, breathed in us by God. That Life comes and it knocks the stuffing out of us sometimes, knocks the breath out of us. The challenge is to get in the presence of God and do what we've got to do and allow him to work on us so that we are strong again, not just we've got a good facade. You see... For this panel to be made strong again, it's got lines. So the lines need to be returned to where they they belong, out. Because that's what holds the tension and the strength in the panel is the line. And then all these dents and stuff, they need to be pushed out. They need to be prodded. They need to have some work. Some places will need to be stretched. Some places will need to be shrunk down. And it needs to have some time spent on it pushing and pulling and adjusting. And then when it's pretty close, then I could put some finish, some filler over it to finish it, make it look nice. You'd never know it's been damaged. But it would also have the strength it's designed to have because I've returned it to the shape it was designed to have. Does that make sense to you? Is that, I'm trying to make it as simple and as practical as I can. I know practical is a challenge for some people, but that's all right if you can just kind of... Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm assuming online, wherever you are, whatever campus, that makes sense. So then when the original shape is... That's what God wants to do to us. But that doesn't just happen. I mean, the cheats way is I'll just throw some filler at it and hope it was okay. But if I actually take the time... That's required. That's why they don't do it anymore these days, because it takes time. They just throw it out and put a new one on. But God doesn't throw us out and put a new one on. He takes the time with us. And if we allow him to push and to pull and to shrink, it's not necessarily a pretty process. It is going to involve being hit with a hammer. And it is going to involve a bit of grinding. And God will do that with us too. But if we'll hang in there and allow him to tap down the highs and push out the lows and stretch where required and 
hammer the lines out. That can be a bit of a brutal job sometimes. You know, when something's just not right in your life and God wants to address it, that can be a bit of a brutal job. But it actually brings a strength to your life that's going to help you carry for the rest of your life. And that's what he wants to do. And that's what breathing does to us. When we get in his presence and we breathe, it allows him to work on us. So that no matter what you've faced this year, no matter what you're going through, big or small, major, minor, whatever it is, if we allow God to go to work on us, he can restore the strength. He can restore the dignity. He can restore the finish. He can restore us to what he intended and what he planned. Just got to let him go to work. And that's going to happen as you breathe. It's going to happen as you get in his presence and allow him to be God in our lives, God in my life, as we allow him to address the damage. I... This is a prophetic picture. This is a prophetic word for people this morning. Don't just try to go into next year like nothing happened. Don't just slap the filler in there. She'll be right. Because she won't be right. As soon as the pressure comes on next year, give it a good thump, the filler will all fall out. You're worse than you ever were. Because you've not been strengthened, you're now really vulnerable. But get in the presence of God and allow him to bring strength back to your world. Strength back to you. What a great thing to do over the break. You know, whether you're at home, whether you're on the beach, whatever you're doing, just take the time to allow him to be God in your world. That's what he wants to do.